Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Bay Preps Insider Podcast. It's the podcast with low-quality production elements but high-quality sports analysis. I'm your host, Ethan Castle. We are getting ready for the final week of the 2023 regular season in high school football in the Bay Area. Except if you're in the San Francisco or Oakland sections because those teams only have two weeks of playoff football. In fact, if you take a broader look around the state... The Sac Joaquin section and some of the sections down in Southern California are already starting their postseason this week. Yes, there are teams that weren't even guaranteed November football. It's one thing to play to be able to take the field in December, but in some sections, the way the calendar lined up, you had teams playing for just the right to even play in November. Not to play beyond Veterans Day, just to have a November game at all. This is going to be a bit of an abbreviated version of a regular preview episode because we're not going to be talking about any of the main rivalries on the peninsula. That is going to be in a separate follow-up episode as the games within the PAL deserve their own special platform this week. So with that, it is time for a quick and slightly abridged look at the games around the Central Coast and North Coast section entering this weekend. Thursday, outside of the PAL rivalries, you do have a couple of big BVAL games. Silver Creek visiting Independence, that is a rivalry game, and should be for the second automatic playoff bid out of the Santa Teresa Foothill division, unless Branham loses to Pioneer in a game that's also being played tonight. Branham's playing for an outright league title. If Branham was to lose and Independence was to win, then you'd have Independence, Silver Creek, and Pioneer all at 3-2, and two, in which case the tiebreaker would be an absolute mess. Friday over in the North Coast section, we've got a few games to outright decide league titles, as well as a couple of big rivalries. You've got the Brentwood Bowl, not to be confused with the bowling alley a couple miles from me here in South San Francisco, Heritage taking on Liberty in a series that Liberty has dominated, but... Both these teams played a one-point game against Antioch, and their only other league loss is to Pittsburgh, so this one looks pretty evenly matched. Those are two schools that get great crowds every week, so imagine what that means for a rivalry game. That means they'll really bring it. You've also got Windsor and Cardinal Newman in the much-anticipated battle for the NBL Oak title. Last year came down to a controversial call. There was a pass interference call as time expired, that gave Windsor one last chance, and they ended up punching it in for the decisive score. I'm sure Gus Morris of the Press Democrat will have all sorts of analysis on that one. Other big ones, turn your attention to the Diablo Foothill League, where Campolindo faces Akalanes. Remember Akalanes, by virtue of their win last week over Los Lomas, 5-0 in league play, Campolindo and Los Lomas, each 4-1. Los Lomas had the win over Campo two weeks ago. A Campo win, combined with a Los Lomas victory at Miramonte, would create a three-way tie. An Ocalanes win would give the Dons the outright league title. You've also got Clayton Valley visiting De La Salle. Obviously, De La Salle will be favored there, as they'll be favored against just about everybody in the Bay Area outside of Sarah. But the Ugly Eagles have been playing good ball as of late. They're on a three-game winning streak since losing to San Ramon Valley, including back-to-back impressive wins over Monta Vista and Cal, and they've tended to play De La Salle better than a lot of their neighbors. 
You've also got the Monta Vista San Ramon Valley game, sometimes called the Battle of the Bubble. I believe they officially play for the Jim Gelderman Perpetual Trophy. San Ramon Valley enters at 8-1, Monta Vista 4-5, but Monta Vista's been a really perplexing team this year. You've got the blowout win over Granada. You've also got a close loss to Amador and a close loss to Cal, close loss to Clayton Valley, but a lopsided defeat against Campo. It's They've been an interesting team, and it's tough to get a read on them week in and week out. Other than that, you've got the Battle of Livermore between Granada and Livermore. You've got Doherty Valley in Dublin, a game that really took center stage in basketball last year, where even Dublin's massive gym couldn't fit everybody yet. People standing outside watching in through the doors. Also got Logan heading to Moreau Catholic, trying to cap off an outright West Alameda County Conference title. You may recall that Logan beat Bishop O'Dowd in the final seconds last week. That's really the entire must-see Friday slate in the North Coast section. In the CCS, as I've said, the PAL rivalries will each get their own spectacle. So we'll turn things around. We'll look at the PCAL first. We'll change the order up this time. Usually I've been saving the PCAL for last. You've got a couple of rivalry games there, including... I mean, Hollister considers Salinas a rival. They, they also consider Palma a rival. Both schools do. But the Cowboys are trying to complete another undefeated league season. Remember last year, they lost one league game, still ended up as the outright league champs. But trying to finish things off this year at 6-0 in Gavilon play, should they handle the Hay Balers at home. You do have a couple of rivalry games where teams played league games earlier so that they can finish with a non-league game. That includes the Battle of the Bay between Monterey and Seaside. One of the more fun games down there, usually been a down-to-the-wire, unpredictable game. That said, considering the results Monterey's put up this year, it would be hard not to like their chances. They won last year in a 29-27 nail-biter. Then sophomore running back Soakai Funaki ran for four touchdowns, He's followed that up with a really strong junior year. Also on Friday night, you've got the SoCal-Aptos game, the final game in the legendary career of head coach Randy Blankenship. If this is your first time tuning in, you're wondering, why should I care? Both these teams have already had their playoff fate sealed. Randy Blankenship is one of the best coaches in Northern California, Sierra Foothills, and Central Valley history a master of the wing tee. Former players across generations love him, and this will be his final send-off. This Aptos team has lost a handful of nail-biters. It's going to keep them out of the playoffs. They have had defensive struggles, but offensively have been really sharp. Their offense against a rock-solid SoCal defense that's really only given up much of anything two times, the 27 to Salinas and the 45 to Los Gatos at the start of the year, should be a really fun contrast and could effectively serve as a Santa Cruz County Championship game, although Scotts Valley could get involved with that come playoff time. Now, I've seen conflicting reports on if Scotts Valley will be playing on Saturday. Santa Cruz may be forfeiting yet again, which would be their fourth forfeit of the season. In the games that they've actually played, the six of those that have taken place, they have been outscored 301-0. to Remember, this is a program that, in 2021, was placed in CCS Division II after a 9-0 regular season. 
and in 2019 won a CCS Division V title. All four WCAL games are on Friday night. You've got the, sometimes it's called the Holy Wars, sometimes they say no, don't call it that, between St. Francis and Bellarmine. One of the more well-documented series, thanks to some diligent work a few years ago by Darren Sabedra and the rest of the team at the Mercury News. Bellarmine leads the all-time series, including postseason meetings, 42-34. In the regular season, the Bells lead 38-27, but St. Francis has won seven consecutive meetings, their longest ever streak in the series. That follows up a 10-year, 11-game Bellarmine winning streak that lasted from 2006 to 2015 and included one playoff game in 2009. That's also the sort of game, you know, the alums all come out for. And since it'll be at San Jose City College, I'm sure you'll get some parking lot tailgates. Always a great atmosphere, even though there is currently a gap between the two teams. You've also got Reardon and Sacred Heart Cathedral playing under the lights at Kezar Stadium for the Stanfell Cup. This will actually be the first time these two teams play at Kezar in front of fans since 2018. They also played there in spring of 2021. I think this one could get pretty spicy. You've got an SHC team playing to, you know, win one. They're 0-9. They've played a loaded schedule. They've shown progress throughout the season, but haven't been able to overcome some key mistakes, like allowing kickoff return touchdowns in each of the last two games. You've got a Reardon team coming off back-to-back losses, one by blowout, one close, one that they had within their grasp, and wanting to head into the postseason on a high note. This is effectively SHC's Super Bowl, and few things are more dangerous than a team with nothing to lose. Now that said, when you have a team with nothing to lose, that's also when you can have some pretty reckless stuff happen. And this isn't something that's exclusive to SHC. This is in the case of any team that knows it's not going to the postseason, knows it's playing its final game this week. You know, you are dealing with emotional, hyped-up teenagers, and you gotta... You gotta be on higher alert for kids doing wacky stuff when it's not like they have the possibility of a playoff game the next week. So that's just something to keep in mind. St. Ignatius visiting Sarah. Sarah has won the last three head-to-head meetings ever since that dramatic SI victory in 2019 with the two-point conversion stop. These meetings have been generally pretty close. Even the spring 2021 game that Sarah ended up winning, I believe it was 37-3. to That was a tight game until the third quarter. The last two years, SI's been in the game most of the way. And I'm sure that's something that Sarah will be well aware of entering this one. Last year, they won 21-7. to You would think, regardless of, you know, the coach speak of, you know, we respect every team, we take on every game the same, they're going to be out there looking to really finish off their regular season with a masterpiece. But that's going to be against an SI team that's playing really well lately. The one remaining Friday night WCAL game is Valley Christian and Mitty, which could end up being a massive difference maker in the playoff picture. It's going to be senior night for Mitty. It'll be played at Foothill College. Don't forget, both these teams are currently projected to fall around the 6th or 7th seed. In the CCS Division I Open Division bracket, and the difference between being 6th or 7th is enormous. Not only is it that you'd have to face St. Francis in the first round if you're number 7, 
as the Lancers are all but locked into the number two spot, the winner of that game would have to play Sarah a week later, barring a Titanic upset. Remember, CCS Division One and the Open Division have adopted the format that the North Coast section has used, basically to create an additional NorCal berth and ensure that the rest of the Division One field isn't doomed by having to face Sarah. But really, you don't want to finish 7th or 8th. That's, that's the point. You especially don't want to be number 8. I mean, you wouldn't want to be number 8 in any scenario, really. In the Blossom Valley Athletic League on Friday night, you've got the Santa Teresa-Oak Grove rivalry. You've got Leland visiting Lincoln with playoff spots still up for grabs there. Remember, the Mount Hamilton division gets four teams in, and as of now, Leland and Oak Grove are each 1-3. Lincoln's 0-4. Could be a world with a three-way tie, whether that be through Oak Grove and Leland winning or through Lincoln and Santa Teresa winning. But most, if not all, of the attention is going to be on the Christopher Live Oak game. These two teams enter with perfect records on the season, Combined 17-0, they're each 4-0 in league play, have won all of their league games by at least three scores. Any battle between the Morgan Hill and Gilroy schools is fun. This one should be an absolute banger. It's not the only big BVAL game on Friday night, though. You look down to the other divisions. In the Santa Teresa Valley division, Lee and Westmont, each 3-1, they'll face off at Westmont on Friday night. It's a semi-local rivalry. I believe those schools are both within the Campbell District. Remember, Lee basically had to play without a QB for the last game and a half. Not sure what their situation is this week there. If they'll have Cheyenne Sharia taking Wildcat snaps, have a JV call-up playing, or if one of Tyler Donaldson or Carter Williams will be healthy. You also have Sobrato at Overfelt. With the win, Sobrato would tie for first with Westmont and Lee. If Overfelt wins, the Westmont Lee winner would have the outright title. It looks like both games are basically win and get in for playoff spots. And then down in the West Valley Division, all signs have pointed to it all season long, and it has come to fruition. Prospect and Del Mar, Friday night, at Prospect, each one 6-0 in league play. Only one team out of this league gets to the postseason as it is a C-League. It is a one-bid league, and it lines up perfectly so that these teams will meet on the final night of the season. They have cleaned up their business against everybody else. This is normally where I'd take a quick break, throw in either some sort of silly sponsor or plug or something, but I just wanted to let you know real quick to please subscribe if you haven't. Give us a rating and a review if you're on a platform that accommodates reviews. Otherwise, just a rating will do. Any questions, comments, or feedback can be sent to me, ethancastle at gmail.com. No dots, no dashes, no nothing fancy. Just ethancastle at gmail.com. And please be sure to share this with anyone you think might be interested, whether they are coaches, players, parents, fans, friends, you name it. We'd love to have more listeners on board. Our numbers have been growing lately, and we'd love for them to keep going. This Saturday is going to be one of the best Saturdays in the North Coast section out of the entire year. With focus on three games in particular, the big little game between Antioch and Pittsburgh, 
This will be the 104th meeting. Antioch last won in 2015 when Najee Harris was a junior. Pittsburgh did get the upper hand on him his senior year, but Pittsburgh has won seven straight meetings and is going for an eighth and an outright Bay Valley League title. If Antioch wins, you would have a shared title. The question is if Liberty would get in on sharing that title as well, which would depend on if Liberty wins Friday night against Heritage. Remember, Liberty beat Antioch back on October 13th, 41-40 in a really fun back-and-forth game. You've also got the two big MCAL showdowns, Redwood taking on Tam for third place. Tam would have to be the favorite there, considering that they hung in the game against San Marin most of the way. Speaking of San Marin, they will face Marin Catholic. Both teams enter at 9-0, league title on the line. You had the same scenario last year, and Marin Catholic outscored the Mustangs 24-7 in the second half, under the lights in Nevada to win 32-15. This time, they are going to be meeting in Kenfield Saturday afternoon at Marin Catholic. Would be fair to expect another packed house. In the Central Coast section, most of the big Saturday games will be broken down in the Peninsula Rivalry preview, but I do want to step back and go over one Friday game that I did not get to earlier. That being Greenfield at Gonzales. Greenfield can win an outright PCAL Santa Lucia title and head to the playoffs for the first time in over a decade with a win. A Gonzales win combined with a Stevenson win over Harbor on Saturday, would create a three-way tie and a bit of a tiebreaker mess. The other big Saturday game outside of the peninsula in the CCS, Carmel at Pacific Grove for the annual shoe game. Carmel is definitely favored there after Pacific Grove got absolutely blasted a few weeks back by North Salinas, also lost by four touchdowns to Alisal, but... They have a chance to end on a high note, ruin their rival's perfect season. Carmel is 9-0, 5-0 in league. And if Alisal was to handle business against Rancho San Juan, you could end up with a shared league title. Alisal, as you may know, has a 4-1 league record. Other things to mention with playoff berths on the line in the PCAL. Assuming Palma beats Alvarez... Hollister would need to beat Salinas to create a logjam of teams at 3-3 three and three, with three teams going for four spots, in which case I think Palma would be on the outside looking in. So Palma may be needing Salinas to help them this week. But considering what Salinas has done against the rest of the league, that seems like a pretty safe bet. Not a guarantee, but a pretty safe bet. That's going to do it for this relatively brief episode of the Bay Preps Insider Podcast. We will also have our episode detailing the rivalries in the Peninsula Athletic League coming out this weekend. And then come back on Saturday and Sunday to hear our recaps of this week's action. Or my recaps, I don't know why I'm speaking in plural. And get ready for the postseason when brackets come out. We will have a special episode released very shortly after brackets come out Sunday afternoon. We'll also keep you updated with state volleyball brackets when they come out. Speaking of volleyball, do want to give a real quick mention before we go. On the CCS side, it will be Mitty versus St. Francis in the Open Division Championship. That was determined last night. 
In the North Coast section, Division One will be between Foothill and Marin Catholic on Saturday night. Marin Catholic upsets San Ramon Valley in five sets. Foothill beat Amador Valley in four. You got top two seeds Branson and Redwood meeting at College of Marin in Division Two. Tamil Pius will host University in D3. D4, number four, Head Royce went on the road and upset Cardinal Newman, so they'll be traveling to Justin Siena. D5, it'll be top seed Berean Christian against second seeded Bay. And D6, California Cross Point out of Hayward is going to have to head all the way up to Eureka to take on St. Bernard's. With that, we're going to wrap things up. I'm going to head right into editing. You've been listening to the Bay Preps Insider Podcast. I'm Ethan Castle, and no, I still do not have a creative sign-off line.